What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the first official episodes of the Smoke Signals podcast by Vintage Cigar Lounge. Uh, my name is Max Willett, and we got two guys sitting here, as you can see on camera. Uh, so if you go, go ahead and introduce yourselves for the listeners, that would be great. Why don't you start off? So I'm Peter Roshan. I'm one of a, a group of individuals who have decided to take on uh, the new venture and reintroduce Vintage cigar lounge to southern new england very cool so and, and i'm luis zayas i'm joining peter in this venture we think there are a lot of opportunities and the future is bright for vintage cigar and uh people who will come here and uh who will learn about us very cool well yeah so i just want to talk about sort of we'll start off with my history my dad always came here he's been coming here for probably a couple of years now if i remember correctly I've never been a cigar smoker. I was just of legal age earlier this year. Now yeah, Max it, is a baby, everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have been legal, but then they upped it to 21, right? Right. So, yeah. So, I'm 21. And, uh, yeah, I just recently got into smoking cigars. It's a very interesting industry. Um, you know, I think it gets a bad rap. You know, everything is great in moderation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I definitely enjoy. There's nothing better than I think just sitting down and having a conversation, sort of like we're having now. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I think uh, a, another great starting point for you guys to sort of just let's just start off. Tell people about you, you know, and sort of your history with cigars. Yeah, Luis, you want to go first? Go ahead. Sure. Um, you know, Max, I started smoking later in life. Just in, watch out for the wires. So you, don't, <laughs> you don't burn the wires. Um, yeah. I, I began smoking, actually influenced by my father-in-law, who was a cigar yeah. smoker in the 80s, and pretty much have been smoking uh, cigars since early 1990s, officially, okay. if you will. And um, I typically like a, a medium sort of cigar, uh, not, too, not too soft, but not too harsh either, and mm-hmm. I've stayed... I've stayed with those. And over time, I've become more and more interested in cigar and cigars, but also the cigar culture. Yeah. Right? The whole experience of everything from growing tobacco to smoking it and smoking it with other people. That's always the fun part, being with others. Interesting. Yeah, I, I agree with Luis in, in the fact that it's the best part about it is the camaraderie. Um, I started smoking courtesy of my dad when I was 18. You know, when it was still legal to smoke when he was 18. <laughs> and uh, that was in 1978. He introduced me to my first cigar, which was uh, Macanudo Portofino. So I don't smoke those anymore, but that's a great starting point for new smokers. But the, I think uh, cigar smoking is, is essentially the great equalizer. Mm. Uh, when you come in to a good lounge like you have here at Vintage Westerly or Vintage Charleston, you know, nobody really cares who you are or what you do or that kind of thing. People are here to, for the experience mm-hmm. uh, of sitting down and having the camaraderie and, you know, enjoying New England. Uh, we live, we're in southern New England and we're both Charlestown residents. Uh, so we're, we're local to, to Rhode Island and uh, we live in a resort area. So we have seasons uh, that have very busy tourist areas but we see a lot of variation in who comes in here from local celebrities to national celebrities 
to locals like Max Luis and I and Max Dad, who who just come in for the camaraderie. Uh, I have been coming here to Westerly uh, Vintage for almost five years, and it's uh, been a great place to develop new friendships. Luis and I met through uh, uh, Charlestown Western or Vintage Charlestown. Uh, and we've met some nice people there, and the, it's very different. the 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 group that comes to Westerly is very different than the group that comes to Charlestown because Charlestown's essentially on the beach or mm-hmm. approximately a mile away, and we're on the high street in Westerly. Mm-hmm. So it's a very different kind of vibe. Uh, you can see by the walls that it's a little more Victorian. Victorian, yeah. Uh, and, and Westerly or in Charlestown's got a beach vibe, yeah. Uh, so, so it, you know, it, it, with each place, it's got a different atmosphere. Yes. And, and vintage, of course, you know, uh, stirs the imagination around tradition and history. And we would like uh, the Westerly location and the Charlestown location to, to reflect some of the local, you know, uh, 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 kind of culture, if you will. Mm-hmm. Here in Westerly, you've got a very, you know, small town, historic area. Charlestown, more coastal living but also with history with, you know, Ninigret Park, which was at one point, you know, a World War II landing field. And I think those are important elements to let people know who we are, that we're part of this community, and that in the things we do, the way we approach the business reflects on, on the community and on behalf of the community. Yeah, I think that vintage is a, is a great place because it's a happy medium. You know, you hear of a lot of cigar lounges that you have to go into dressed up like you're going to a wedding you know, and a suit and a tie. And while I feel like this place is a lot more accepting to more people, you know, you shouldn't come on here with no shirt on and just shorts, you know, but this, this, it's very accepting and, um, you don't feel, you know, excluded upon it. Feel like anybody could come in here. Yeah, Yeah, Max, you hit on a great point. And Luis did as well. Um, Charleston has a coastal experience so, you know, you'd be welcome there in flip-flops, T-shirts, and a swimsuit. You yeah. know, I don't think we do, like, no shoes, no shirt, no service. <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, we want people to come in and experience a cigar lounge, and they're welcome. We're not the Davidoff Lounge at the Bulgari Hotel in Knightsbridge in London. We're a, a local cigar lounge that we want to welcome everybody who comes in. From the new 21-year-old who got to enjoy the first premium cigar in Charlestown, mm-hmm. being, that being Max, to, you know, the Jay Leno's of Newport, where people come to us from Newport to sit and have a cigar. So it, it's a very welcoming attitude, and I think that makes us different than a lot of cigar lounges, you know. If you want pretension, you know, you're, you're going to miss the boat here. Let me let me just underscore a couple of things. Uh, Peter used the term equalizer, right? You you talked about the sense that people are are welcomed here. Well, indeed, it's it's not just <clears throat> veteran smokers like us, but young men and women who are beginning to uh, smoke cigars and appreciate them. And there is that camaraderie. It doesn't matter your age; it it spans ages, and I think that's important. The other is that um, women are part of that important customer base. Mm-hmm. 
we want them to patronize uh, patronize the two locations. And so we would want to make sure that they feel comfortable. So when we talk about equalizing, we want everyone to come in and feel the the experience, the positive vibe that is is uh, vintage cigars. And no matter who you are, you're welcomed here. Yeah, that that's a really good point that Luis makes about you know a, a diverse uh, patron base. We we have a couple of that come to mind immediately. We have a couple of patrons that are are both women um, who have contributed to to the overall ambiance of the uh, uh, the vintage feel. They're very engaging. One is a professional healthcare person. I'll use her name. Her name's Sarah. She's wonderful. She's got lots of energy, and she sits in, in uh, and has an engaging uh, personality with uh, lots of of the patrons that, that are come here that are regulars. And then we have a, another young lady. Her name's Claire. She she's married to one of the uh, regulars here, and, and she's been instrumental in us developing what will be the new vintage experience for us and I can't say enough about both of them and their ideas to you know support women to come in and experience one of the ideas was a sip and paint which I guess is a very common phenomenon among women you know I'm not a painter Luis is a painter and very good at it mm -hmm. um, I'm finger painting and that's about it uh, <laughs> or a coloring book with adult patterns in regards <laughs> to like letters and things like that but uh, um, I Claire has given us some great ideas to to develop, you know, the patron base, and we look forward to you know welcoming anybody and everybody who who wants to come in and just experience that great equalizer. Yeah. Do you do you guys think that the biggest sort of uh, misunderstanding of the industry is who's accepted at these places at at cigar lounges? You think that's probably like the biggest misconception is you have to be some bougie person i think that's a that that has been a problem i think that's less of a problem here greg okay. williams and, and and jesse and tom have done a great job in, in fostering uh that great equalizer atmosphere uh i know that there are some lounges that Luis and i have both been in uh, Luis and i have traveled a great deal and we've been in uh high-end lounges uh I can think of one in London that is probably the most pretentious lounge I've ever been in. Uh, but I, yes, I think that's uh, 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 an obstacle. I also think that um, a lot of people think, oh, it's a cigar club and there's these staid, you know, stuffy mm -hmm. old men sitting there smoking lousy cigars. And that's a point I'd like to make is we don't, we're not selling conventional cigars you know you look at conventional cigars and premium hand-rolled cigars mm -hmm. we have premium hand-rolled cigars no backwoods in no here. backwoods no swisher <laughs> sweets no dutch masters although i don't even know if they make them anymore um but but premium hand-rolled cigars don't mean that they're 30 dollars or 40 dollars a stick mm -hmm. uh, they really we really run the gamut from everybody to meet everybody's budget profile yeah um, and, and with that comes, you know, a, a catering to everybody's taste profile. Not everybody's going to smoke what I'm smoking here. Mm -hmm. It's a Padron 7000 Maduro. It's my daily cigar. Not everybody's going to smoke that. And it's a very reasonable price stick. But 
you know, you, you want a Monte Cristo white label that's got a mild flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, we have those. And, and they're not all seven inches long. You know, we have three-inch cigars that you can enjoy and, and, and partake in and, you know, be part of the humor and fun yeah. and the whole nine yards. I have a funny story. So my father and I were up in Maine recently, and um, I don't think any of them have been exposed to this type of cigar smoking. They grew up smoking, you know, the backwoods. And so we go up there, and we're standing around the fire or whatever, and um, – they start breaking out the backwoods. And my dad was like, oh, no, we don't smoke that. <laughs> <laughs> and he went out to the truck. He got his, um, uh, what's the cigars that, that have the vintage branding on them? Oh, the Herrera Estes. Herrera yeah. yeah, he loves those. And he brought a, an Avo for me, the tropical one, and okay. a Monte Cristo. And I like those. Well, so. Good start. Yeah, yeah. Good start. But I was like, you know, the, and, and also, like, they're a lot more a natural cigar. There's, they're not injected with thousands of chemicals that mm-hmm. and you, they they said they smell good that's why they like them it's like <laughs> it's like max makes a really good point mm-hmm. is is and it follows on the premium hand rolled cigars cigars are all natural tobacco mm. so we don't allow s- cigarettes here it's just cigars we do uh, there we have some patrons who smoke pipes which are, are allowed but we don't allow cig- uh, cigarettes. Yeah. And Max point really is is, is that there's no uh, uh, ad- additives to cigars. Sometimes they're flavored, but the FDA is taking issue with flavored tobacco now. But the the tobacco we carry is is pure tobacco. It has no additives. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have we have different cigar lines from Nicaragua and Honduras and the Dominican Republic and you get different wrappers, etc. cetera. Uh, but I, I want to emphasize because we are a cigar lounge. That's what we are. We're a cigar lounge mm-hmm. and we hope that people will come so that, you know, when they think of Southern new England, they think, think of vintage. vintage. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, oh. and you know, we want to be able to stock, you know, premium cigars for everybody's palate, mm-hmm. not just one, People come in, they want a 20-minute smoke or a 40-minute smoke, and they want this flavor or that flavor, kind of, you know, what they're accustomed to, more robust or what have you. And I think that's important to have so that we can really reflect the needs and the interest and the palates of our patrons. I want to go back to the issue of, of opening up and having more women. Uh, I think in the, in the past, the industry has been very male-oriented, right? So the settings are much more... And set for masculine sort of uh, uh, kind of attitudes. We, we, of course, that's part of it, but we also want to be able to have, be a place where women can feel comfortable coming alone, coming in a group, coming with their partners. That's the, the place that we want Vintage to be. And we've got a staff that include women, so it's respecting them as well and their knowledge uh, of cigars. That's important to us. So they can also help newcomers, men, women, to be able to appreciate cigar smoking and what finding the best cigar for them at that point in their life. Because we know it changes. I changed from very, very mild mm-hmm. to over the years to something with a little more flavor. And it's a natural progression, right? Our palate matures. We mature. We, we like different things. And I think that's the experience we'd like to provide people. Almost, you might say, you know, a, a lifelong uh, growing experience with cigars. Absolutely. Uh, let me interject 
Luis says something very interesting. Two things. One is a story that I'm going to tell about uh, women joining us here in the Advantage. The other is uh, developing a flavor profile or a knowledge. One of the things that we focus on is understanding your knowledge. We're very customer service oriented so that somebody who comes in who wants to have their first cigar, you know, our mixologists like Amanda or Lana or, or Laura uh, will ask you, you know, well, you haven't started a cigar, you've never smoked one, uh, what, what do you like to drink? And if that's from seltzer water to a high-end bourbon or a mediocre tequila, or a mid-level tequila, not a mediocre tequila. Sorry about that, tequila makers. <laughs> um, the uh, we'll try to match what you like to taste, mm-hmm. uh, because not all cigars have the same taste, and, and I think that's really important to understand. Uh, but the other thing that's a little humorous story is Luis. Luis talks about uh, trying to build our patron base and having a greater mix, because I think you know having men and women creates a balance to any organization, uh, but I want to plug uh, a participation from my wife, who again is not allowed here when I'm here. <laughs> it's the only bastion of manhood I have left. <laughs> it's kind of like St. Andrews used to be. You know, if Golf stands for gentlemen only, ladies forbidden, and they have succumbed. But I'm just joking, Liz. Um, and Claire, I know you get irritated when I say that, but I really just say that to irritate my wife, yes. uh, whom I've been married to for 32 years and is tolerant of my nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, actually, here, here, the women, my grandmother was a cigar smoker. Really? Long before most women were smoking cigars. I was five years old when wow. I... So, you know, that comes with the history of, of my grandmother. So, a woman I loved, respected, she would often be smoking a cigar, and that was influential i'm sure that's great yeah Yeah, that's great so something you had mentioned peter is you know drinking something Mm -hmm. going along with a cigar something that i i I mean i knew people did with smoking they had a nice drink whiskey bourbon whatever i'm not an alcohol drinker so i don't know anything about it Mm -hmm. but can you explain how a drink can complement a cigar a lot of people i think don't understand how that works because it's not just smoking a cigar when you have a drink to go along with it it complements the taste of the cigar right it does. It, yeah. You know, I don't, I, I'm a bourbon drinker, um, and I drink occasional tequila. Uh, I, I, sometimes I like a sweet drink, like a margarita, but I've developed a taste for sipping tequila. But I think, to start off, Luis, I think you would be better, you might better address mm-hmm. this, because a lot of people come in and think, oh, I've got to drink scotch. And I want to address it from a different perspective, so... Mm-hmm. Well, I am a scotch drinker, but when I'm having cigars, anything, depending on what I'm in the mood for, what I'm craving that day, is it something on the sweeter side to go with my cigar? Or would it be a scotch or a bourbon, Irish whiskey? You know, there are, they're, they're similar, but, but they certainly have different tastes. And I think that's, you know, so it, it all depends. But you grow into it. You experiment with combinations of this cigar and this drink. And over time, you, you kind of narrow down what's... You know, what's my range and what am I interested in and what tastes good for me? And I think that's that that's a learning experience. And we hope that vintage patrons will see that as this could be a place for them to grow and learn and for our staff to help them. So make the right selections of the cigars, which is primary, and then the the, the beverage. 
Yeah, it's fun. I'm Luis has a, a different approaches because I try to be a little funnier. Um, and Luis is in a very serious profession. I'm not anymore. I'm just a jokester. Uh, but I, I learned my profile in regards to tasting from a, a Disney cartoon called Ratatouille. And, uh, and, a yes. lot of, and a lot of people have seen the movie. But it, this one scene is where Remy is, is introducing his, his overzealous ravenous brother to the taste profile of of combining the juice of a grape and a piece of cheese and maybe a piece of a cured sausage they're all different tastes but when you combine them it's a whole different experience mm -hmm. and, and i think that whole uh combination idea has a has very very important implications to cigar enjoying a cigar and enjoying yeah. the whole experience that vintage is you know max talks about alcohol i'm a bourbon drinker i uh, i also like pairing it with tequila and our mixologists like lana or amanda or or uh we have two amanda so amanda one and amanda two will help you develop that and even the the cigar hosts who are on the floor and working in the humidor will address that with you and, and help you develop, you know, where's the, the taste profile. We're going to be doing what we call cigar university. Mm -hmm. uh, our, uh, our ultimate cigar expert is Tom Clune. He wasn't able to hear, be here today with us because he and his family are enjoying the sold out uh, exhibition of the Titanic in New York city. Mm -hmm. Uh, this weekend so we miss him and, and we couldn't do this venture without him he'll be on in the future he will yes, be on in the future yeah but be prepared one, to learn yeah <laughs> but one of the nice things is tom's a passionate expert he is uh, a certified tobacconist here in rhode island and uh, he's going to be conducting cigar university which is going to teach you everything from the wrapper or why you cut a cigar a certain way or how you light it. He's taught me things. He taught me that I was burning my cigar by the way I was lighting it. So he, he's been instrumental in us. And mm -hmm. I think Luis, you would agree yes. is that he's been instrumental in us going forward. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's something that we're going to offer. You know, we'll have a sign up sheet and we'll offer it depending on demand. Tommy's willing to do it as regular as he, he, he loves cigars and he loves talking about it. Uh, so we and welcome. When you listen to Tom, there. any gem, you'll learn something. The other day, I I asked Tom. I had been cutting my cigar like, well, you know, pretty indiscriminately, <laughs> whatever was available to me, and I asked him about the why the different cuts, and he explained how with the V cut you get kind of more smoke around the entire mouth versus the the punch, which gives you less smoke. All of those things that. You know, I didn't know about you'll learn from Tom just by spending a few minutes with him, asking him a question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it. And, and before, you know, I think we forget something. You know, we also couldn't have embarked on this venture without the foundational work that Greg Williams and yes. his partner Jesse and, and Tom did to, to essentially lay a, a cornerstone uh, of vintage here 
in Westerly and in Charlestown. Mm-hmm. Now we're doing some changes just because that's what happens. Change is inevitable. And, and to go with the name we have, we're going to introduce, I think we're going to introduce the new logo here. Max has mm-hmm. finessed that because he's been instrumental in uh, building this production. And I want to thank you on yeah, online. No yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, so people, and Luis has hit on it, Charlestown, because it's coastal and we're going to have, that's going to have a coastal historic theme that's consistent. There's a deck, of course, yeah. outdoor deck, there's, which is beautiful. There's nothing better than sitting out there in the middle of the summer oh. when it's 75 degrees out at night and it's. Oh, yes, indeed. And it's beautiful. You've oh, got you it. Smell the ocean and see the yeah. stars. It's, yeah. It's really beautiful. But uh, it's going to have a coastal historic feel. So we honor the the memories of that have happened in Charlestown, mm-hmm. and and, in, and introduce people to an educational theme while also enjoying part of the experience of smoking a cigar. Yes. Uh, along that lines, uh, it's going to follow an Art Deco theme uh, because it's vintage cigars. So we thought Art Deco would be perfect, mm-hmm. you know. And you'll see that motif in the logo and when you yes. see the, the, the podcast. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I want to get into, you know, my history a little bit more with smoking cigars. This is a conversation piece, but, um, <laughs> I, I had never smoked anything before I smoked a cigar, you know, just to get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, Max, but, you and me both. But, uh, it was interesting experience because I didn't, I didn't really expect it to taste, like get a taste from it. You know, like we had mentioned that a little bit more. And since I don't drink alcohol, I drink Arnold Palmer. That's my go-to drink. My favorite drink I, in the summer. Oh, my gosh. Well, I probably... If, if we're going somewhere, like if I'm at a friend's house, I bring like half a dozen of them, you know, oh. and the big ones, too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they're even good with, with a drink like that for me, mm-hmm. you know, like iced tea. And, and a lot of people don't realize that you can drink a... Uh, you can drink... You can smoke a cigar in the morning and drink a coffee with it mm-hmm. yes and that's right. i think i didn't know that i had no clue i'm like there's a morning cigar that complements you know with coffee i was like maybe you guys can talk a little bit more about that but i had just learned about that you know when i started smoking cigars but mm-hmm. yeah it's a pair i have a morning cigar that i yeah. enjoy uh one of the key players that was here uh with greg was his wife jill and i think if i remember correctly her her morning cigar with coffee or whatever she was drinking was a Pappy Van Winkle, uh, mm-hmm. which is an infused cigar that has a little bit of flavor. Like a, it's not a bourbon cigar, but it has a little mm. flavor that's infused, not injected. Like a, it's not a flavored cigar. Yeah, there's a difference between infused cigars and flavored. Cigars. Absolutely, there's yeah. a huge difference. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, that's uh, that. That's a nuance that not everybody gets. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, I, you know, your point, Max, I, I have a morning cigar and, you know, it's, it's, I'm not smoking a Padron 7000 at 5.30 a.m., which is usually when I light my first cigar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely enjoy the, the smoother cigars, you know, the Monte Cristos, the Avos. So, I mean, you had, we had brushed over a little bit of how your taste has evolved over time for cigars. Luis, you had said that you liked the more mm-hmm. Monte Cristos, when, mm-hmm. and so did you, Peter. But did you guys feel like you had phases of what your favorite cigar to smoke was throughout your smoking experience? Uh, I, I've had those, but yeah. more because I buy a lot of one cigar, and that yeah. becomes my cigar, go-to cigar. 
And what that did was limit me. And it was only through the experience of visiting cigar lounges. Certainly Westerly has been yeah. a big part of my cigar development, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. But trying new cigars, asking, hey, what's you, what do you like? The other day, one of the gentlemen was here. I said, what's your favorite? He said, this one. I said, let me try it just so that I could open up my own, you know, kind of uh, perspectives on, on cigars. And yeah. that was, that's important. I think that's, but so I've been limited. I, I still have some go-to cigars, such as the Davidoff and the Padron 7000 and several others. But I've, I want to hear what other people, it's, it's like when you go into a restaurant and you get, you know, three desserts and you ask the server, what's your favorite? They'll say this one. Oh, let's, let's try whatever you like. And then, and then you learn, you, you grow from it. Luis and Max both make really good points about taste profiles. You know, mine certainly has progressed, and um, I smoke a variety of different cigars. Uh, the the uh, Drew Estate, uh, which we carry a great many of, is a huge part of my palate. Uh, from the Undercrown to the the uh, Blondie to the Nasty Fridas, I think that's what it's called, uh, and they're very different cigars at different taste profile all the way to uh, the Churchill late hour by Davidoff to a, a variety of other things that we all carry we have a huge walk-in humidor that we carry a, a variety I think the key for our patron is, is is that if you're not sure if you if you're sort of in a rut which I call my own I get into a, a rut mm -hmm. uh, the people to ask are the tobacconists and the team of uh, uh, people we have here, let them help you match it up with what you like and what you taste. Uh, the tobacconists across the country, whether it be Regency Cigar in East Greenwich to Havana Cigar in Warwick to wherever, uh, are your friends when it comes to developing uh, I don't want a, a palate in regards to smoking and enjoying the experience of a cigar. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think it's a mix. But I want to emphasize the people who work on these shops are your friends mm -hmm. when it comes to building, you know, an interest and a taste profile. Sure. And, and one approaches them, you know, I'm looking for a cigar. And the questions from the staff will be, well... You know, is it your first? What do you what have you smoked before? It might be the person's first time, and we've had first time smokers come in and not know what to choose, but they want something, mm -hmm. and it's great because you see our humidor attendant or one of the other staff go into the humidor and and point out different cigars, uh, and I think that's important because that way we hope that the first timer will have such an experience in having made the right choice of cigars that they'll come back. Right. They'll come back to buy more of that one. And maybe now, like we were saying before, expand to the next one. Let me try this other one. And after a while, they build kind of this continuum, if you will, of cigars that they've tried and they like. And some that they don't like, mm -hmm. then, okay, I'm not buying that again. But I will smoke these others. I think that's important. Uh, we, we would like Vintage to be a place that people can come and kind of... Uh, stake their ground there. This I'm going to smoke here. This is the people that I learned from. This is the people I enjoy being with. This is a place that, you know, gives me the right vibe. I feel, you know, welcomed. I feel respected here. And that is the creation of, a, of, of an experience of cigar smoking. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you guys 
feel like uh, the most popular first smoke is like those avos and those Monte Cristos. You feel like when somebody walks into that humidor, what do the the, the specialists recommend usually for a first time uh, smoke? Well, I think everybody will ask you what do you lo- what taste do you have? Mm. Um, do you drink seltzer water? Like we have a couple of people. Who so you approach the, what they're going to drink with it first. No, not necessarily, but, but, but we but might the taste ask. They have. You know, we don't have to. T- let's talk about a different taste profile. Yeah. What chocolate do you like? Okay. Now, there's an unusual experience. Yeah. Chocolate goes well with cigars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see a lot of tastings, which we were going to have, where we're going to pair uh, uh, some cigars with different chocolates. Yes. Now, in my pro- taste profile, um, I like chocolate, so I eat all of it. <laughs> um, but I like to eat bittersweet chocolate or dark chocolate with a cigar. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I usually choose the same chocolate, but the cigar is always different. Yes. yes. So they say, so they develop what cigar you want to start with based on what you like to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, let's go back to Remy and Ratatouille. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not a, a chocolate uh, a consumer, but I like my charcuterie tray, right? With different uh, meats and uh, olives and things like that. But the aged cheeses are the ones that I particularly like, and they fit with the cigars that I'm smoking. Mm. That's that's the flavor combination that's best for me. Not for everyone, but you know, I don't eat a full meal. I'm just kind of noshing away at these. That's my favorite experience, and and a good uh, a good competitive sport on on TV at the same time. It's always great. So yeah. do you guys ever see wine going with cigars? Is that, a, is that a thing? Okay. Absolutely. So one of the nice things is, is that we're going to prevail upon our cigar expert, Tom Clune. Uh, he current or vintage currently supports the humidor at uh, the local one, a couple of the local resorts, specifically the ocean house which is in uh, Watch Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Watch, or the Ocean House has a sommelier uh, who is an ex- a world expert on wine and, and pairing. And we're going to ask Jonathan, who is the sommelier, I, I apologize to Jonathan because I can't remember your la- how to pronounce your last name, so I'm not going to butcher it here. But he's going to curate wine for us mm-hmm. uh, so that we can have uh, uh, an offering that somebody who doesn't drink pop or soda or whatever you want to call it or or, or liquor uh, that they can have a nice glass of wine based on their taste profile right. and match it up with a cigar. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, um, before we end, do you guys have anything to add to, to finish off the podcast with that you want to add? Well, one of the things I'd like to, to do is is say that we welcome from the members, the people, our, our patrons here who come regularly um, to hear what what they would like, what cigars we we need to have in stock, what they'd like to drink, also how we can improve, enhance their experience when they're at vintage. So we look for kind of getting getting uh, uh, ideas from from our patrons. That's important. Uh, and, and to that end, I want to say something specific about the people who came before us and the people who are here yes. with us now. Uh, we owe a debt of thanks to. Uh, Greg Williams and his partners, Jesse and, and Tom. But, but even more importantly, since we've all come through the pandemic with various kinds of wounds and scars, 
the members of the people that kept Vintage alive, and mm-hmm. we're grateful to them. Yes, uh, indeed. For, for being supportive of our opportunity to have and go forward with Vintage. Mm-hmm. Lastly, I want to I thank Max for doing this because he's doing a great job. Thank you. But I also want to thank the team we have. We have uh, Amanda and we have Amanda, so there's mm-hmm. two of them. And we have Lana and Laura and Dustin and, and Brendan, who's been instrumental. And I don't think I'm forgetting anybody. Oh, it's Mike Smalls. Mike Smalls, yes. Who is... You know, a, con- a, a consummate, <laughs> and, and Mike Fleming, who yeah. we want to thank them. We are Absolutely. eternally grateful that you have stuck with us through this process, which has been a little bit protracted. But I really want to make sure that people understand that we are very grateful for you being part of this team. Absolutely, yes. I think uh, this is going to be an amazing and educational podcast for people out there listening. Uh, we'll have Tom on in the future, and uh, we'll get a little bit more into the background, I think, of cigars and the manufacturing, and we'll go into detail about the industry and sort of where it's going, right. things that I think are really interesting topics to cover. Uh, also, you got to follow Vintage Cigar on Facebook. Uh, I, there might be an Instagram. I'm not exactly sure, but I know for sure that there's a Facebook. So for those of you listening, follow Vintage on Facebook. And watching on YouTube, subscribe. Like, comment if you have any questions. or Smoke Signals. Yeah, Smoke Signals podcast. If you want to um, ask, want us to talk about any topics in the future, comment on our YouTube uh, videos. Uh, also, if you're listening on various different podcasting platforms, please make sure to leave us a review, preferably a five-star review. But legally, I cannot tell you to do that. Uh, so you know how that goes. Um, but And, uh, and oh. Max, if I, want, if I can say one more thing. Yeah, absolutely. So Max is, Max is a bit of a wallflower, everybody. He likes to be kind of quiet, but he, he's a great entrepreneur. And I want to plug his, his podcast. Max has a, a podcast called Knowledge is yes, Power. Power. Uh, it, it, it's growing. It's very engaging. And I think everybody should try at least to check out. He's got multiple podcasts. And I think it's worth it for everybody to try and listen. I appreciate it. Thank you very right. much. Well, this will be up on every podcasting platform that's available. We'll work on getting this up hopefully today or tomorrow, uh, Monday at the latest. But, uh, yeah, thanks, for everybody, uh, for tuning in today. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one.